1: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis. Thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate every single person listening all over the world. Today's episode is going to be very applicable and hopefully very helpful to all of you out at home. We're going to talk about having people over to your house and or walking outside with your reactive dog and how to stay safe and stress-free because that's one of the hardest things and I think the biggest things for dog owners who have dogs who are stressed. Uh, the dog's stressed. You're stressed. You don't want to have people over. You can't have people over. What should you do? What's realistic expectations? These are all the things that I work through every single day of my life with my clients, and we're going to talk about that and make this whole podcast about that. First thing is safety and expectations. Um, Dog owners are often just on the edge of, well, I'm having my friends over later. My dog's a little bit fearful. My dogs can be reactive or my dog is just downright mean and aggressive and we don't know what to do. You guys have to realize that I talked about this many, many times before, but you can't change personality, but you can change behavior. So when we talk about dog's not liking people and that's just the way they are. If that's something that you've found or discovered, that's okay. Some of you may have been working on reactivity or behavior now for over a year with your dog and you've realized that, hey, you know what? My dog just doesn't like other people and that's not going to change. Or your dog doesn't like new people and that's not going to change. And that's the personality of the dog. That's how they are. That's how they're wired that's how it's going to be. Right. I always talk about telling a fish not to swim. That's what that is. So, but do you have to not have people over or are you, do you have to make yourself more importantly, the reason why I wanted to make this podcast is because so many people stress themselves out when they don't need to, and it just makes everything worse. And so when you have some, when you have somebody over, let's just go through the levels of what you can do. Right. So if you're on the pro- if you're on the if you're in the process of working on these things and you know that your dog is not super mean and aggressive they just don't really know how to act and you're working on these things and this is really applicable to people with young dogs untrained this is really for anybody I guess without a trained dog so when you have people over your dog is going to be stimulated your dog is going to be excited your dog is going to be overwhelmed your dog may be happy sad mad Anxious, whatever. After you've realized the history of how your dog's going to act when you have people over, then you can decide, okay, when people come over, this is what we're doing instead of what we've been trying to do. When you're working through these things, you put so much, dog owners put so much stress on themselves. And I think it's important for you to also just take a step back and go, wait a minute. Like, this is your house, these are your friends, these are your family members. This is your dog, and if you're not set up for success for that moment, you haven't been training for it. You're unprepared for it. You don't have the skills for it. Then don't do it. Like if if you have never been horseback riding, and all of a sudden somebody's like, "Hey, you want to hop on this horse and run up the mountain with us?" and you're like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know what to do. I've never done this before." Don't do it. No, I'm good. <laughs> That's it. So again, we're going to go through steps. Step one is going to be, I don't know if I'll do step one, but we'll just go for the first step anyway. We'll be, if you're you're unsure of having what your dog is going to do and you're you're working on things, this is where you can make sure you develop your obedience. So making sure that your dog understands the things that you want your dog to do when people come over. So if somebody comes over, you have an excited dog, you have a stimulated dog, an aggressive dog, whatever. You're going to put your dog on a leash and not do what everyone else tries to do is let your dog off leash and hope for the best or hold on to your dog's collar as you're shaking your friend's hands and you're holding them back. And it's just a nightmare. Put your dog on a leash and control the situation. That's step one. Everybody makes this mistake. They don't have good obedience. They don't have good control. They, the, the dog is too stimulated and you're crossing your fingers on what's going to go, how it's going to go. Don't do that make sure you can control everything in your power before things erupt and go south. So put your dog on the leash. You'd be surprised how many people I have to say to, to put your dog on a leash and because it's so foreign to people to put that leash on inside, they're scratching their head like, Oh, I never thought about that. But the leash is your ability to communicate and, and or your backup net if they don't listen, right? That's your enforcer, right? So we talk about this often with e-collars and prong collars and slip collars and just any type of collar, right? Just that's your enforcement. Like if your dog flies off the hinges and wants to go bite somebody and you have your leash and they hit the end of the leash, that's your enforcement, right? That's your ability to say, hey, no, I stopped you, right? That's That's your hand out there. And so put your dog on a leash, Okay, don't let your dog go crazy inside the house because then f- put it this way. This is how it goes. Okay, we have a semi-trained dog, right? Semi-trained dog. Somebody call, ding, dong. Don't, 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 do Oh, yeah, get the dog. Hey, get the, oh, come on in. Come on. Oh, yeah, no, get the dog. No, he's good. Oh, get the dog. Oh, no, bow, wow. oh hey, how nice to see you. How's it going? It's just chaos. Absolute chaos. The dog's running around. You're trying to catch the dog. And so the dog's experience with these people coming in that they were already, fearful of insecure of is gone from i'm i don't really think i like this person or these people to yeah this is a terrible this is a terrible thing i I definitely don't like these new people so get control of your dog get control of the situation you put your dog on a leash if you don't have let's say the place command or the bed command that's sending your dog to an isolated area and say hey go lay down relax if you don't have that don't work on it like if you don't have any skills it's to, to be truthful, it's better and safer to just put your dog away. Like if you put him in the other room of the bone or put him outside, if you don't have the skill sets to do anything, you're going to be standing there, you know, with, with just blind, right? Your dog's going to be reacting or overly stimulated, pulling on the leash, choking on the leash. The you're, It just ruins the point of having people over. And this is why I'm making this podcast is so many people blow this thing out of proportion. I'm like, put the dog somewhere else. period. That's it, right? Like th- these are the things that you have to do. And so as you're going through this process, again, let's just break this down a little bit more and get a little bit more granular. Somebody comes over, you just adopted this dog, you just you don't have good obedience yet, whatever the case is, you don't have control yet. You have no skill sets with the dog. That means if you have no skill sets, you can't communicate with the dog that's what skill sets are. That's what obedience is. That's what behaviors are to dogs. It's communication, right? We can talk to them in a lot of different ways. They know when we're happy, they know when we're mad, they know when we're sad, whatever. But when you have somebody come over, this is your test of communication. How well are you going to communicate? Think about it with literally anything in the world, anything in the world, you guys, let's say air traffic control, for example. Okay. Planes coming in and they start speaking a different language and you're like, I don't know what they're saying that's deadly, right? (laughs) Somebody calls in 911, they speak a different language. I don't know what they're saying. Could be deadly, chaotic, or or literally take it to the other end of the spectrum. You pull up to McDonald's and they say, hey, can I help you today? And you speak a different language. And they're like, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, now you're going hungry. So communication is so crucial. And people make these situations that can be stressful naturally, Because even if you're having your friends and family over anyway, you may be stressed even without a dog because you're like, oh, I got to clean the house or I got to whatever, whatever. So chances are when somebody walks into your house, a friend, a family member, a relative, You may not just be laying on the couch and not move, right? You're probably going to get up. You're going to, hey, what can I help you? What what do you need? Like, especially during the holidays and birthdays and these events, these are the things that people struggle with the most. These are where the most bites happen. This is where the dogs are given up the most into shelters is because people just put them into really bad situations. And... I hope this podcast is helpful and, and is shared and t- tell your friends, tell your family, say, Hey, go to the no bad dogs podcast and listen to this episode. Cause this is exactly what I deal with every single day. So I have a lot of experience in it. So anyway, <sighs> Do not set yourself up for success or, I'm sorry, do not set yourself up for failure. So do not set yourself up for failure by having unrealistic expectations. And that's what that is. If you can't communicate with your dog, you know how this goes. Somebody comes over, you're screwed. So put him on a leash. If it's too overwhelming, don't be afraid to put your dog in the other room. Don't be afraid to put your dog outside. Don't be afraid to even... Call the boarding facility and say, Hey, I'm bringing my dog to you for the weekend because they're going to be stressed there or they're going to be stressed here. And you can decide. Like, I would rather my dog be stressed in a boarding facility so I can enjoy my family that's coming in from out of town. And then I'll pick my dog up on Monday after the two days and whatever. I mean, you just got to pick your battles, right? Or you can put your dog in the other room. They're stressed, inevitably. And then they bark and whine and tear the crap out of your door. And then now you're stressed, your family members, your guests are stressed, and then the dog is stressed. So I'm just giving you guys some options. That's not ideal, but I'm just saying, I mean, I would, I would hope that your dog is just more trained than that. And and you can deal with these things, but some dogs aren't, some dogs aren't trained. Some dogs have anxiety and we'll talk about that a little bit, but so when you're going through these motions and you're going through these situations with people coming over. Um, The second, the second thing would be, okay, we have a good place. We have a good stay, uh, whatever, still put your dog on a leash. Like if you don't have the ultimate control and you're unsure of what your dog is going to do, like if I had somebody come over to my house and I wasn't a hundred percent sure, or at least very, 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 like being able to see like my dog, Lakota, kids are kind of new to her. Babies are definitely new to her. So I'm always watching her, but I don't ever think that she's going to snap and freak out. I'm watching her to make sure. I'm First of all, I'm watching her body language. I'm watching everything about her, her eyes, her eyebrows, her ears, her mouth. I'm just figuring her out because she's never been around these young kids that, you know, my kid's a year and a half now and he's having his, our friends come over with their kids and I'm just watching these things unfold. But anyway, my point is, is... You still want to have your dog, if you don't have really good obedience, like I have my dog with good obedience off leash, still have your dog on a leash, like don't, why chance it, Uh, especially in the beginning stages. So in beginning stages, I mean the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, it doesn't mean my family's coming over for the weekend, Tom, I don't want to have to leave my leash on my dog for two days. You don't have to, but you just have to set your dog up, set your guests up for success, by putting your dog on a leash, giving them giving them an objective. So go to your bed and stay. The people are coming in. We've practiced this. We've practiced these distractions. We've practiced the duration. We've practiced the distance. If you guys haven't done that, those are the things you have to do. Like ask yourself, oh, my dog barely knows place. Barely knows stay. Barely knows sit. I can't even walk away for two feet without my dog getting up. You cannot do this exercise. But you also have to be realistic and fair you also can't ask your dog to do any of this stuff if you have people over period because your dog isn't you have no idea and your dog has no idea on how to handle these situations so let's just say you've been practicing you've been working on it okay good still put your dog on a leash keep them successful once they calm down, you, you kind of read the room. Okay. Kids are okay with the dog. Dogs. Okay. With the kids. Okay. Uh, uncle Freddie's good with the dog. Okay, good. All right, read reading the room. Take the leash off. Okay, cool. And then you just, or, and, or drop the leash, give your dog a break and then let them be a dog. And if it's the excited, I just want to see people, they're going to run up to these people. If it's the more fearful, insecure dog, again, like you're better off. I'm just envisioning hackles up cowered down, looking at the people like, why are you in my house? Hey man, we're going to put the dog in the other room for many reasons. This dog is uncomfortable because if you've invited people into their house, so we have to be mindful of that. We have to be fair of that. And the dog is probably going to make a mistake because the people are probably going to make a mistake. Meaning they may read. Oh, it's okay it's okay. And then bro, 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 crowd this whole thing. Okay. Yep. Knew that was going to happen. So don't be afraid to just, you, you don't be afraid to hold, hold your dog on the leash and figure things out and let things acclimate and test the waters a little bit, especially if you have a smaller place, like to live, it's, it's not easy for your dog to escape these situations. So it, as you're going through this process, you have to also like lay the ground rules to the guests. Like, Hey, you know, don't pet my dog. Um, Hey guys, just, and these are all things like in my head, I'm like, Jesus, just put the dog away. Like, I don't even like saying this out loud, but some things you might say, like, okay, if I have people over and I know that like my nieces or my son and his, they're all going to get like all excited and all these things are going to happen. And it's just gonna be yelling and screaming and balloons and whatever. It's like, I'm putting my dog outside. Like she's going to be like, what is going on? And I'm going to say, Hey, you're going to go outside. Now, for those of you who's like, well, that's nice, Tom, I don't have a fenced-in backyard. Okay, I understand that. I went my whole life without a fenced-in backyard with my dogs. So you have to be mindful of, okay, guests are coming over at 6. Hey, hun, i I'm going to run out with the dog and go for a nice long walk at 5. Work the dog, do some obedience, play chuck it. The dog comes back. (laughs) Okay, you've done your job. We're going to put the dog in the other room. We're going to put the dog in the crate. We're going to give him something to do. The people come over. It's okay if your dog says, hey, somebody's here, that's normal, Uh, but at least you've done your part to kind of release some of that, that anxiety from the dog or what the dog needs per day on the engines of mental and physical exercise. So these are all just game plans and exercises and things to be mindful of as you're going through the processes of having people over. And it's stressful. It doesn't have to be stressful. You don't have to push your dogs or your, your guests into uncomfortable positions because, whatever reason, you don't have to. Like, if you're uncomfortable with it, like I said about the horse going up the mountain, just don't get on the horse. Just say, hey, I'm going to hang out at camp. You guys go. Cause that way I know I'm 100% successful. Now, again, this is a very generalized episode, a ge- very generalized topic. And so let's just say, Um, again, we talked about step one of keeping the dog on a leash. Don't asking them, don't ask them to do anything because they're just going to blow you off anyway. So you're going to keep your dog on a leash until they calm down. Um, and, or you're going to put your dog in the other room and that's it. Uh, second to that is is if you start to again develop some of this relationship, develop some of this obedience and cues and 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 ab- ability to communicate with your dog and tell them to do stuff, still want to keep your dog on a leash to minimize the risk of failure. And then let's just say again you want to say, okay, dog looks good, people are looking good, everybody's vibing, we got enough room. You let the leash off, the dog walks away, okay, good. And then you just monitor it, you just tell people, hey guys, uh, just ignore. Fido over here. He's just kind of weird with new people. Okay, sure. What? I didn't even know he was here. Okay, cool. Right. But let's say, oh, you have three seven-year-olds running around. Dogs going away, hundred percent. Don't risk it. Don't chance it. If you're not sure how your dog is going to be, or if your dog is showing you signs of, I don't like this. Put the dog away. Everyone feels. Oh, I feel bad. Well, you're going to feel real bad when your friend's family is in the ER with a bite to the face or to the arm and I don't mean to be dark but that's the realities of what what I'm talking about here this is the contrast of of life and that's why I try to bring these things to the table of like here's what's going to happen if the shit goes wrong because I've seen it like so many times I did this presentation with the, so I live in upstate New York, and the capital of New York is Albany. Our big hospital is Albany Medical Center. I did a, a collaboration with Albany Med- Medical C- Center this year doing presentations for hospitals, essentially. So we did presentations for ER um, urgent cares or ER emergency rooms, and or uh, we did them for surgeons that are in these situations and we went over protocols. So I was the professional and they were the professional in their field. And so I just talked about, Hey, just don't be like people are, we just, like dogs are savages. They will, ki- they'll kill them out in They'll kill rabbits. They'll eat their own poop. They don't care. They'll kill their own. They, they'll, they'll kill another dog. They'll kill a cat. Like they're savages. Like you may have, unfortunately, damaged your relationship with your dog enough where they can't live without you being there. But that's your fault, which I hope that you work through. And or your dog, you may just just got, you just picked up your dog, you adopted your dog, whatever. And they have inevitable separation anxiety for whatever reason. Okay, get it. But I'm just letting you know, like you have to outweigh your, your plus, your plus and minuses here. Just put the dog away, and they may be like, oh, I want to be with you, though. I want to be with you. Okay, again, like, okay, if I let you out, and a kid comes up and grabs your tail, I mean, I just I just talked on the phone with somebody with a German Shepherd two days ago. Oh, my German Shepherd bit my kid in the face. What were they doing? They're, oh, the German Shepherd has resource guarding uh, history, and the German Shepherd was eating. The kid put his arm around the dog when they were eating. Next, and, so... What's, what's the question here that these are the, and it's just, I'm just telling you guys this to express my realities and also my real frustration with these stories, hence the podcast I'm making right now. So just don't be afraid to put your dog away. And you just have to think in your head because my dog owners are like this. I'm sure some of you guys are like this, but I want you to understand putting your dog away for a couple hours or even for the weekend is much better than somebody getting hurt and your dog potentially being euthanized, you ruin your relationship with your family, you get sued. I mean, it's just whole like catastrophic things that could happen if you're like, okay, my dog doesn't like kids. My dog doesn't know kids. My dog doesn't know new people, whatever. I don't know this dog that well. I just blah, 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 whatever the reasons are. Or, Hey, I've had this dog for 10 years and sometimes he can be kind of an a-hole to people. And I feel like there's enough people over here that I can't watch my dog all the time. My dog's going in the other room, shutting the door. Here's a bone. Turn on the tunes. I'm going to go enjoy my family. You chill here. And when I come back in an hour, I'll bring you for a nice walk and you go right back in. Everybody's happy. Don't be afraid to do these things. If you guys sick of
0: being upsold at gyms,
1: <laughs>
0: To have
1: a dog and you don't have the skill sets, you're not failing your dog by putting them away. You're avoiding a situation that you can't handle. If somebody came up to me and like, again, hey, man, you want to get into this race car and go 200 miles per hour? No, I have no idea what I'm doing in that race car and I will hurt myself. So that's the situation. But I think because people are trying to make it work, which is okay, because there's there's a time and a place for this training and when you have a bunch of people over, excuse me, you have to ask yourself like, is this the right time? Chances are, it's probably not. Don't set your dog up for failure. Um, I have, guys, I have hundreds of pieces of content out there on how to make this work, but this is a podcast on setting your dog up for successful for success and help like uh, you guys understanding that you don't have to be so hard on yourself. Like so many dog owners, especially reactive dog owners are so hard on themselves and they feel like a failure because they have to put their, you're not a failure. Your dog doesn't like people. You're having people over. This isn't going to work. It's water and oil. So you can have your cake and eat it too. Hey, yeah, my dog's kind of an a-hole with people, but you can still come over because guess what? I can put my dog in the other room and they will sleep and we're good. So just remember that. Okay. Number three. Uh, getting on to to number three if you have good obedience and you have good control over your dog like i would with my dog right i can tell her to do things off leash and she will respond it's been tested and and conditioned for a long time i'm still going to watch her i'm still going to watch people because the most trained dog in the world still has is still an animal still is, is a dog so for an example, let's say my dog Lakota is laying on the bed. This this is the type of things that would happen, right? Okay. My dog Lakota is laying on the bed. My mom comes over. My sister comes over. Her boyfriend comes over. You know, my my in-laws come over. My neighbors come over. My friends come. Now we have 12 people in the house. Okay, cool. My mom gives my dog a Chicken bone, because that's what grandmas do, and it's annoying, but it happens. My dog gives my mom, or my dog, my mom gives my dog a roll, whatever, okay? My dog's over there chewing on the bed. I didn't know that. I'm on the other end of the house talking to somebody about Montana or some shit. I don't know. And all of a sudden, my dog's on the bed. My mom gave my dog the bone because she just has no idea what repercussions that could reap and then one of my nieces comes running up to pet Lakota like she did 10 minutes ago when she didn't have a bone and now there's a problem bingo so again you can only do so much with a trained animal they have instincts they have thresholds they're a living animal that you can't control every aspect of and that's just the realities I don't care who you are so Again, when I have people over, I, having a well-trained dog, am still very mindful of the dog that is I I am responsible of my animal that can break anybody in the house's bones really easily. And I'm mindful of this, right? And even if you had like a certified therapy dog or uh, whatever, it doesn't matter. You have to still be responsible and mindful of these things because if you just assume... This is what people do. Oh, my dog loves my kids. Sure, you can bring your four, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 year old over, whatever. And then all of a sudden we have a problem because you just assume things. Don't assume things. This is the problem with these animals and and the dogs that we live with and the situations that we get put into. It's like, oh, we just assume things. My dog's good with me. They're going to be good with everybody. My dog's good with my kids. They're going to be good with all kids. Absolutely not. It's the same thing as like, you sleep with your partner at night. Okay. Somebody crawls into your bed. They're like, what? I'm sleeping with you too. I'm another man. I'm another woman. Yeah, but you're not my partner. Who the hell are you? I don't know you. Get out of my bed. I'm going to beat your ass. (laughs) I'm calling the police. Now you're in jail. Like there's, there's things that we have to be mindful of when we're working with dogs. And even again, the third part going back is, It doesn't matter how trained your dog is. It doesn't matter how much time you've spent with your dog. It doesn't matter how much you've trusted your dog. Of course, that matters in a sense of the difference between maybe dog on level one versus the dog you have. Like, of course, that matters. I'm just saying, like, you still have to be mindful. There was times where I just, again, I'm opening up my slider. Okay, Lakota, go outside and run around. And my, then whatever can go on inside and I don't have to worry about it. But more importantly, I know that my dog's not sitting there looking like, what the hell is going on? I did not sign up for this. So even if you have that well-trained dog, guys, be mindful. Have those conversations. I, I swear on my life, I had a conversation with my mom because my mom is that grandparent that's like, oh, can she have this? Can she have this? Can she have this? And I'm like, no, no, no. My, my dog eats a raw clean diet, a cleaner diet than me. She's lean, mean machine. And if you give her your table scraps or your French fries, she's going to puke and have diarrhea and it's going to be terrible. Well, she likes it. Yeah, no shit. She also likes eating rabbit poop. So just spare me the cleanup and spare her the... <laughs> so anyway, my son is now walking his year and a half and he kind of will walk up and say, up, up, up. And he wants grandparents and people to pick him up, right? So that's cute. And that's life. And that's beautiful. Great. Um, my dog's the same height, just about, and she kind of does the same thing. She'll come up specifically only and only to the people that give her table scraps, which isn't me, which isn't my wife, which isn't other people in my family, just particular people in my family. So she knows. And so when my When my son or my mom's grandson wants to come up and say hi to her and there's Lakota sitting there waiting for table scraps, that's a problem because you wouldn't think separately. Oh, my grandson wants to get picked up. That's cute as hell. Oh, my granddog, air quotes, is begging for food. Isn't that cute? How can I say no, Tom? Look at these eyes. Boom. Here's a uh, French fry. Cool. Here's a piece of fat that dogs shouldn't have and now they're... uh." Okay, cool. Now this is up. So now you've created, so I told my mom, I said, mom, you cannot feed my dog anything ever again, unless you go and put that in her crate, in her bowl, in the other room, because that's her space. And Banks knows he can't go go in there. And I know that I won't let him in there anyway. And so that's my son. And so I told her that and and I could see her like, oh, well, Don't tell me like, it's just people just get offended when you're like, you can't do this. They think I'm doing it because, and I know you guys have dealt with this before. So I'm preaching to the choir, but people just think like you're doing it because you, you, you want to withhold good things from your dog. And you're like, oh my God, no, literally my dog eats better than an Olympic athlete. Okay. That's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. But you know, so I told her, I said, okay, here's, here's why mom. Cause she's like, I don't want to, okay, here's why. And I told her this, I said, you are paying this dog at the dinner table and it's going to consistently happen because my dog knows that you give her shit, bad stuff, and she loves it. Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a Big Mac until you eat a Big Mac and then you feel like crap after, right? It's delicious until after. (laughs) So then the dog comes comes to you and 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 gets paid. So now the dog knows that there's a high value on your plate. There's no competition because I don't have any other dogs right now, till February. And here comes my son, falling all over the place, just learning how to walk, getting right next to my dog, right on Grandma. That's a problem. Now, if my dog turned around and growled or tagged my son, she would obviously be in trouble for that. But I would be more pissed at my mom because she created that situation, and that's what I told her. I said, "This is the situation you're creating." You're creating a competition of garbage on your plate with my dog, who's never had competition for the garbage on your plate, with my son, who is literally the same exact height as my dog's face. And if my dog, if my son comes over unknowingly to him, the situation, because he's a year and a half, and my dog gets upset or has resource guarding or whatever happens, my dog wants to correct because she doesn't know what this baby is, regardless, that's my mom's fault. So I explained that to her. I think it, I think it stuck with her, but these are the, my point is, is have these conversations with your friends and family when they come over and just say, Hey, because some people don't want to hear you say, don't give my dog a table scraps because in their head, they think that you're just trying to say no to them, but you have to explain to them, okay, sit down. Here's the story. Here's the deal. This is why you can't. It's because after you give my dog this fat that you wouldn't even eat on your steak, when you leave at two in the morning, my dog is going to spray the wall with diarrhea because they're not supposed to have this greasy, gristle fat that you wouldn't eat. So there. (laughs) So don't be afraid to have these conversations with people. And, and, and remember, no matter how trained your dog is, keep a close eye on context because that matters, it's like, it's like anything else, like somebody that's the nicest person in the world has a really bad day and does something, and you're like, I would never think they would do that. It's like, well, some people have a bad day, and yeah, things get the best of them, right? It happens to everybody. And so don't, don't hold yourself captive when you have these reactive or fearful or insecure, or even out-of-control puppy dogs where you're like, oh, I can't have people over – because this is, that's why I hear all, I can't have people over. I can't have friends over. Yes, you can. You can. Um, the other thing I would say is protocols for more reactive and aggressive cases would be muzzling. If you have a dog right now that is potentially a risk to bite somebody, start muzzle conditioning your dog. What does that mean? I've heard it before. What does that mean? That means when you put the muzzle on a, when, when a muzzle goes on a conditioned muzzled dog. They don't care it's on. They'll sleep with it on. They'll drink with it on. They'll take food when it's on. They don't blink when it's on. They don't care. It's there. They will act the same exact way with the muzzle on as they would with the muzzle off. Now, if you take a muzzle and slap it on a dog that's never had it before and you go too strong too quick, they're going to try to get it off. They may freeze. They'll just lay down. They'll whatever. Okay. You don't want to do that. So if you have a dog right now that you're like, if you about, you're unsure about, start right now. Because you may be thinking like, oh, well, summer or um, holidays are over or whatever. Okay, well, summer's coming up. You're going to have people over then too. You know, it's it's whatever. You just, if you have a dog and you're unsure, or you have a dog that ha- can be whatever, start muzzle conditioning Get a little peanut butter, get a Baskerville muzzle, put the peanut butter at the end, start saying, Hey, this is great, good, yes, good, yes, good, yes. That way when you have people over and you go, hey, click, no mistakes happening on my at my place. Right? If you have that dog you're unsure of. To be honest, I might just start muzzling my dog as I don't know. <laughs> she's 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 a working dog that's never been around babies and now she's got one running around and she's like, What is this? So she gets nervous about it for sure. I feel bad for her because I couldn't imagine being a dog and being like, why is this little human so little and weird and smell funny? But anyway, so other things that you guys can do to eliminate stress is remember to close out any open tabs in your head about this is going to be really bad and I know this isn't going to go good and I don't have a good feeling about this. Put your dog away. Put your dog away. Just stop with the nonsense. Stop with the craziness. It's you're not failing. You're uncomfortable with it. So you're setting your guests up? You're setting your dog up, right? And you you have to know the people that are coming over too. Well, I'll be a bunch of people who come over for Christmas. Not a good time to train. Somebody's stopping over to have coffee, this one person, somebody wants to come over and see my new pool, perfect opportunity. Somebody's coming to the door, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh Amazon driver, people that are going to come and go, perfect opportunities. Don't wait for you to have a Christmas party at your house, Thanksgiving party at your house, summer bash at your house, any party at your house to be like, this is a perfect opportunity to start training my aggressive dog. No, it's not. Put your dog away. Don't set your dog up for failure. And you, you're sitting there trying to enjoy your time and you can't because you don't know what your dog's gonna do. Put your dog away. The reason why I'm saying this so much as a professional, as an expert, and specifically in behavior, so many people get so stressed out about trying to put a square in a round hole and you can't do that. So don't, it's not going to work and you're not failing when you do that. You're just being smart. You're being responsible. That's okay. And now we've reached the end of the podcast, and I'm going to answer three of the listeners' dog training questions. So if you like dogs and you like listening to me talk about dogs, you're in luck because we got more. At the end of every podcast, I answer you. If you have a question, head over to the iTunes review chart, leave your review and your question, and I'll answer next episode. Here we go. Brendan Weaver. <sighs> five-star review. I absolutely love your videos. It's helped me train both my dogs to the point that they are consistently, they are constantly complimented on their obedience. My young one nanny is 75 pounds. He's a 10 and a half year old. Sorry, 10 and a half, just 11 months old. German shepherd being introduced guys who nobody just stop with the 10 and a half. They're, they're either 10 or 11 months old. They're not <laughs> it's so funny when people say they're 10 and three months just they're they're ten or eleven months it's okay it's it's the it's it's fine the two weeks isn't isn't it's not a big deal GSD being introduced to the e collar DogShare 1900 s starting today she does great with training and is super smart currently on the prong collar the problem I just found is she absolutely freaked out over the vibration feature she is always scared of things like vacuums blow dryers I think it's because of the intensity of the vibration is there something I should try to desensitize her to or is that the is it or just do away with the feature. I'm scared to desensitize to to work and damage our relationship in the process. But if it would work in the end, I would use the light as a preparative primary off leash also does not react negatively to the nick or continuous. It's already starting from understand. Okay. <sighs> if you guys have listened to my podcast, or you've consumed almost any amount of content. And this is why I say this. And when you guys see me, hear me, watch me say this, you're probably like, I wonder what he's talking about. The amount of times that I've had to put out videos, go in my Instagram, Brendan, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you watching. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to, I'm not trying to be rude, but the amount of times that I have said in every single piece of my content and platforms the vibration is a punitive correction. Dogs do not like this. I have said this hundreds of times almost in every piece of my content. If you use the pager with your dog, specifically a dog to a remote collar, your dog will freak out and not like it. That is the point of it. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I just... It is, it's literally written as a joke in my office because no matter how much content I put out, no, how, no matter how many podcasts, YouTube shorts, TikTok, reels, ugh, I, I say this so many times, the vibration is a correction. The low level stimulation is conditioning. It is not punitive. It is not corrective. And your dog should not care about it. Your dog should just feel it. So please, please, I'm begging you, anybody that's listening to this podcast, please stop scaring the daylights out of your dog with the vibration. I don't know who you're watching. I don't know who you're learning from with the e-collar. But if somebody is telling you to use the pager as a conditioning feature and your dog is hitting the deck, that's the reason. It's not good. You shouldn't be doing it. Next review, R.H. River 5555. (sighs) Best podcast ever. Hey, Tom, it's me again. I have two dogs, and when I put them into a sit position, should I be breaking them at the same time, or should I break them one at a time? It's up to you. It's it's completely discretionary on you. It's like, hey, my kids um, need to brush their teeth. Do I have to make them brush their teeth at the same time? That's if you want to. You can, I guess. Uh, If so, then how long... Than how I love this podcast every time a new one comes out, i listen to it. Thank you. Uh, next one comes from Isha. Getting a new dog. Uh, I am getting an Alaskan Malamute from our local animal shelter. He absolutely loves people and is super motivated, but he hasn't had any training in two years. He's never been shown a lot of love and was an outside dog on a farm. Since he's two, how would I train different from a puppy? Good question. I would start off with uh, understanding that he's probably not going to be good on a leash at all. Um, So I'd be starting off with just leash training. Um, Nothing would change. I would not train this dog any different other than if the dog is already potty trained. I wouldn't do anything different. I'd start with leash pressure. I'd start with thresholds. I'd start with a routine. I'd start with all the basic obedience. Um, if you'd like to further your education and know exactly what I would ask you to do, uh, you can check out the No Bad Dog Kickstarter course because it goes over exactly what anybody should do if and when they want to restart with their dog or they just got a new dog that they have. Um, yeah, that's that. Um, okay, cool. Brendan, who asked that question, uh, please don't take that the wrong way, but I just, it's so frustrating because. Even in this comment, it's like, I absolutely love your videos. It's helped me train my dogs, and I'm so happy for that, and I'm grateful that you've listened to my stuff. But if you've ever listened to anything I've ever posted about the remote collar, I talk so much in depth about how not to use the remote collar, and still people are like, hey, I use this, and my dog hates it. Your dog is supposed to hate it. That's the point of the vibration. It's a good divergent It's a good ability to shut a behavior down. It's really good for intervention training, which I go over. I would suggest taking my e-collar course or literally watching any e-collar video that I have. So don't take it the wrong way. I know it probably stings a little bit, but I don't want to be a jerk. I'm just like, you guys, I, I really don't get frustrated. I have a lot of patience, but when people keep like, I put out videos so much about how to do it and people are still doing it wrong. I'm like, where am I going wrong? So please just before you introduce equipment, take a course, watch videos, watch my videos, watch other people's videos, like figure out how to do it first. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Hope this was helpful. Share it with your friends and family. We're almost into the new year, which means we're going to be back on the podcast ground twice a week. All right. Bye.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.